I don't know how to act my age. I've never been this old before. Live from Rochester, New York, this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And hey, everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring the inimitable Tanya Metris, the indomitable Billy DeTori, the irrepressible Dan Carmen, and I am yourself, the irritable Christopher Frank. It is so wonderful to talk to you guys, and I'm hoping you guys are having a great time. What's new, folks? It's always hard to stay quiet when you do your intro. I want to laugh when you do your little quotes. And that, no, that'll mess them up. I, I, I would promise I would never interrupt them during the intro again. Well, you know what? Here's the, the occasional giggle isn't a problem. It's when it's when somebody tries to throw their two cents in when I'm, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm in a zone and, and somebody throws their two cents in, Tanya. And, and that's it's what throws It's cents, me. not two cents. Well, it's true. Inflation is a thing. Yes. That's a thing. So... Can I tell you, everybody and their mother were out and about yesterday. Well, and rightfully so. I think was, spring is finally starting to cook. Yeah. So, we're of course, we're recording on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. on Saturday, Anne, myself, and Jessica went and got um, Manny's and Petty's. Jess just got a Petty, but Anne had, um, thank God, she had scheduled an appointment for us. Because we got there about mm, 11.20 or whatever. I didn't leave there until... I think it was like one forty six mm-hmm. for me. Um, Anne and Jess had left at least an hour prior to that because um, Anne was just having a manicure, whereas I was having nails put back on. Mm-hmm. My nails were horrible. Um, they were turning people away. That's yeah. how busy they were yesterday. You know, well, good for them. I'm sure that that particular oh, business even struggled absolutely. during the course of the pandemic. So good for them. You know? It's funny, Susan just mentioned last night, I really need a pedicure. So Have her call hit, for it to get an appointment, not to just walk in. Yeah, yeah. we get Any our place. second we get our second vaccinations Wednesday, so probably oh, okay. at some point after that. Nice. Yeah. I'm signed up for my first one finally. I'm gonna be getting I'm I'm getting stuck on the arm in May at the moment. Yeah, oh, Sean, Sean was a, trying to do that last night. I'm on a I guess like a watch list. So if there's a cancellation or something like that, they'll give me a holler and say, Hey, come on in. Oh, you're on more watch lists than that. Well, yes, there's, there's that. But, uh, I didn't want to talk about that just yet. That's for the main part of the podcast. Billy, you're supposed to give that away. <laughs> We're missing a voice right now. Young master Daniel, our producer, director, and best friend and brother uh, is, is not feeling so hot today. He's got his second or third dose of, of second. Chemo, second, second dose of chemo second. in the new cycle. And uh, and it's having all its now now predictable results, and and so we're we're sending some love and good vibes his way as he as he fights the good fight. I think he's uh, wrapped in a heated blanket. I you know what that's where most of his selfies have been is under that blanket, and I know he's tremendously grateful that you gave that. And he's like, "You didn't have to do that." I'm like, "No, but I wanted to do." I'm like, yeah. just with him complaining, not complaining, but just acknowledging and stating the observation that he was so cold. Right. And I know how hard it is to get warm when you're cold. Uh-huh. So, uh, I I didn't even um, miss a beat. And he's yeah. like chemically incapable of being warm at the moment. Well, uh, he also doesn't have any extra insulation added to him either. Not like myself or, say, my 12-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) They have a little extra layer of of, uh, I would say blubber. Um, (laughs) Say blubber. (laughs) Yeah, well. 
um, that kind of keeps like the general parts of the body warm. But I'll tell you, right. my fingers and my toes are still like ever so frozen right now. I've got my heater on underneath my desk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's nothing added to Dan that could help him stay warm. So Dan, Dan the marathon man. So another cat on the fire. Yeah, well, yeah, put the heated blanket on and then have all the cats find him. Yeah, there you so, go. Oh, he'll be but, cozy then. Yeah, yeah. Three at night. But I, but they, I, I want to say they don't find him with the heated blanket on. He goes, I don't think he's got cats that like snuggle in. It's not like Anne's. Yeah, Anne's no, Anne's, come Anne's from- cats. They, they 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 can smell the warmth and they go with it from there. Whereas, oh, whereas they figured out how to turn the blanket on. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that, which is hilarious. They they figured out what the power button wa- was on because it's just a press. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, there's like a timer setting on it that it turns off after so long. Right. So otherwise, that would be really really that would be bad. Entertainingly, entertainingly but Anne actually lost the heated blanket to R two D two. It was named Houdini, but she lost it to the five kittens that she had a couple of weeks ago, and uh-huh. now they're down to one, who's okay. thriving, Good. who's definitely thriving, and she said his eyes are opening now, and that one's named R2-D2. Speaking of, of thriving kittens that started their lives at, at Anne's house, Molly uh, got spayed this uh, this past week, and um, and so she has been going insane with the cone of shame on. Uh, <laughs> but from what Josh and Jules tell me, she's going to have that stuck for probably another another week, another few days, oh. but she's doing well. She's, she's a sprightly and annoying little girl. And, you know, she's looking forward to being, have, have running, having run of the house again. Yeah. Cause she's confined to Jules's yeah, room, right? Yep. She's been confined just to make sure she's not running up and down stairs and dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, it's, they don't want her stretching her abs out too much, basically uh-huh. for all the you know, obvious reasons since her abs are being held together by internal sutures and, and crazy glue. Poor kitty. Uh, they, they also, I thought it was interesting when I picked her up from the vent, they, they were telling me they did some sort of like a laser treatment to help. So they actually like, I guess, did part of the ceiling of the incision with a laser. And I'm like, how freaking Dr. Crusher of you? That's that's impressive. I thought that was so cool. And I'm like, next time I get cut, can I come over and you can demonstrate it? And they're like, well, you know, I'm like, no, 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 seriously, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So I thought that was interesting. Science. Yeah, and I we saw of, Billy's cat trying to uh, get out between uh, when I dropped one? my. Well, I wanted to Oliver when I went to oh. go pick up my laptop for uh, comic chicks. Oliver was like, oh, "Ooh, freedom! I see freedom!" Ali, Ali, oxen out the he, door. I, I forgot he was on that side of the door, and he made it outside. But I got him back inside before oh, he no. made it more than a foot. Let's go. <laughs> He's like a little taste of freedom. Crap! <laughs> wow, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. So he's quick and crafty, but yeah. I got him that time, so got lucky. I want to thank oh. you for my Grogu's, Billy. Oh, my thank baby you. The one. I, 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 the I hope one you with, like them. Oh, I do. The one with the frog. I have one at home, so that one's going to go to work. Oh, so okay. I have one at work. There's a few different ones, and that one made me laugh. Like, yeah, that, that, I see that one in regards to um, the Muppets and Kermit every mm-hmm. so often on Facebook. There's a meme with Miss Piggy covering Kermit's eyes, mm-hmm. and this baby Yoda is in the forefront eating the frog. And so. I think I think the key, the keychain I got you was like a brand new thing. So yeah, I didn't think you had that. But. Nope. 
So, little uh, pop vinyl. You. Yep, you're welcome. Thank you for all the help you've given me the last few weeks with oh, not a problem. my technical inadequacies yeah. as opposed to my regular inadequacies. Oh, stop. <laughs> we don't truck that here. Ah. Oh, ah. So today we have kind of a loose conversation planned. I think we're just going to be chill and be like, because I don't know if 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 the conversation style of of, of Dan and Chris Save the World has has inspired anybody, but it seems to work for us so far. Um, mm -hmm. So we're gonna. I, I think what I'd like to do is throw a couple of general topics out that we can chat about. Um, I, I think I, I like the idea of doing a bit of a discussion about how over the past say ten years, geek culture has kind of gone full on mainstream. You know, and, mm -hmm. and it's treated with the same kind of approach as, you know, quote unquote, regular primetime TV. And um, so that's kind of a thing we can we can chat about. If we so choose, we may end up talking about something else entirely. And I uh, got a question for you, too. Fire away. Once. Ask, a question. Ask your question. No, it, your it'll, it's part of the geek thing. So I'm going to okay. wait till the next segment. Cool, cool, it'll cool. be the long, long part. And, yeah. and then we can talk about how we're trying to introduce Sean's friend, Nancy, into the wonderful world of gaming. <laughs> How'd she do last night? Just quick. Well, so uh, she just came to um, uh, watch uh -huh. and to kind of just get a feel for what it is. And it was probably a good one to come watch because Randy's the only one that has any background knowledge other than Mark about Metamorphosis Alpha. Okay, so, so that was the system you used. It's the system that we're using. And um, Mark... And I'm, I'll get into it more in the thing. So mm -hmm. she just came in to watch and observe and was asking questions every so often. So oh, cool. we'll get into that a little more in the long session. Well, that's very um, exciting. But we're hoping that she comes back. So it, it was cute. The questions that um, Sean had posted a picture on uh, Facebook and then mm -hmm. uh, she had commented on it. So she Oops, was wondering if there was uh, branding and rituals and every and funny hats. Randy's <laughs> like, um, and Sean's like, well, that happens with character creation. And Randy's like, we have funny hats. Um, so <laughs> it was it was quite funny. But, yeah. Yeah. What? So whatever we do, we're not introducing her to D D and D with Evan as the DM. No. No. That's fine. I hear an alarm. That, that's my, I, I have a, a watch alarm that uh, I actually set. It, it just went off. Uh, I set to a point where I'll be awake. So it never actually wakes me up because I don't know how to turn the alarm off. So I, I, <laughs> so I just sort of move it to a place where it won't bother me. Except today it bothered me because no, recording. Like, I start looking um, around the basement because our uh, it could basement, very well have been in Tanya's basement. Yeah. Our basement clock died. And it, Randy couldn't figure out how to really change the time and things like that because it was ancient. I think he, I think he said that that clock was from 1985. Yeah, it looked it. <laughs> so therefore, we had Riker's Lego Ninjago clock down here, but we really couldn't see the time. So I want to say on Wednesday or Thursday, he got a new clock that's up there that's digital, really bright numbers and things like that. So I didn't know if that one actually had an alarm set to it. So, and it was far enough around the corner from where I'm sitting that it could have been that low in mm -hmm. tone. So that's why I'm like, 
is that in my basement? I'm like, is there an alarm going off down here? <laughs> I was about ready to put my headset down and start looking. So no, I'm sorry. No, don't don't be sorry. I just I was gonna go on a alarm hunt. So so uh, we're gonna take a quick break, but after that, we're going into morning show mode next on Monkey Business. We're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes. Before you judge someone, walk a mile in their shoes. After that, who cares? They're a mile away and you've got their shoes. Come on. Dan's not here, so I gotta throw Danisms out there. I yeah, I see that. You know, it's it's like that it's like that moment towards the the end of the tenth doctor's first uh, first episode when he's still passed out in the TARDIS and Rose is like, well, somebody's got to be the doctor if the doctor's not here, so somebody has to be Dan when Dan's not here. I, I, yeah, I can't fill those shoes. You're probably closer to filling those shoes. I'm than actually I am. a little bit bigger than I think. I he wears twelves. I think I wear thirteens. So Jeez. I could probably squeeze into them. So. I would wear a six in men's. A six in men's. Six or a seven, yeah. Because Riker's, I can fit into Riker's slides. Okay. So slides. Yeah, his like little Adidas sandal slides. Oh, that I see. He uses for um, uh, like running around out to the pool and things like that. So. All right. He, I got him a new pair, which I think are like a men's seven or eight, and so I took his old ones, and my dad fit into his old ones. Because my dad's shoe size is only like a men's eight. Uh And uh, he's like, oh, his feet were cold one day when uh, he was here at like Christmas time or something up in the kitchen. So he threw Riker's uh, sandals on. He's like, oh, I think I'm going to have to get a pair. So I keep telling him, Kohl's, they're at Kohl's. Get a pair. Yeah, I got to do a Kohl's run. I need new sneakers. And now I can afford them. Thank you, Mr. Stimulus. We haven't gotten ours yet. Are you going to go through the same delays you went the last time? Probably. Um, well, our tax refund has hit our account. Okay. Um, Matt did our, Randy's brother, Matt, did our taxes. Must have been the week of my birthday. And okay. we signed everything. We had to have signed everything by like the 10th or the 11th. Uh-huh. And the tax refund hit, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. It must have been must have been Wednesday or whatever because I was cheering. He's not and, bad. And it was really quick. Now I've got coworkers and and uh, colleagues that they started their tax refund or their tax return and filed it like February fifteenth, sixteenth. It's still delayed. Weird. It's still processing. Whereas mine was and Yvonne's were only done like within the last two weeks and sent, and we already have ours back. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I just thought that was a really, really quick turnaround. But I know the stimulus checks had been posted on like Monday or Tuesday. But I'm like, well, my brother-in-law had just done our taxes like just right prior to that. So if they had sent out the stimulus 
then the IRS didn't have our new bank information yet. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming, guessing, that it might be coming in check form. Did you check the Get My Payment website? No, I have not checked that um, for this time because um, our, Jan- our January stimulus, we didn't get until, I want to say, February 20-something. Yeah, uh, us too, but it's still new when it was processed and when you would be getting it. So was it check my... It, it's. I'll send you a link. It's a, It's the IRS Get My Payment website. You got to put in yeah, just a couple. I got it. And, and um. Ooh, no thanks. And uh, ours hits our account this coming Wednesday. Okay. According to the website, so. And the previous one, we got one of those debit cards, and that took a, like you said, about a month. In fact, all, all three times, the three different stimuluses we got in different forms each time. Wow. Uh, it says, Whereas, we are unable to provide the status of your payment right now because, one, we don't have enough information yet, or we're working on this, or, yeah. two, you're not eligible for a payment. So no, I'm wondering I, if it happens to be underneath uh, Randy's Social Security number, not mine. If you file jointly, either one will work. Yeah, so therefore... Um, they just haven't gotten to you yet. And, and chances because, are because um, our bank account was hacked in December and we I had oh. to get new ones. And so therefore that they tried to deposit the stimulus check for January in our account, but it bounced back because that account was closed. Oh boy. That's why we ended up getting a paper check. We got a paper check mm-hmm. in the mail yeah. because of that account. So I'm thinking that now the IRS has our information with the new uh, routing number and the new bank um, information, but they didn't have it as of the beginning of March when the bills were being signed and things like that. It's weird that the first one I got direct deposit and Susan got a debit card. The second one, we, we got a combined debit card and this time we're getting combined direct deposit into Susan's account. Huh. So I, I don't know how they pick what they're going to send yeah. out to who. So She's always been direct deposit into my account for me. Hmm. Now, are they um, truly giving a stimulus for college students that had been dependents on their parents' tax returns? I know nothing about that. Huh. I know nothing about that. Because of certain circumstances, basically Jules's finances are none of my business for another twenty, uh, another twelve months. So, yeah, but I'm assuming did I'm assuming she um, did taxes for herself yeah, this year. Her, her, and her mother, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. So, so but, let's uh, move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, put it this way: according to my my uh, my ESNL account, as of right now, no stimulus check has been deposited. So, well, um, I have several things around my house that prove that I got mine. Yes. I, I tore apart my entire home office um, Friday night, and then Saturday morning, yesterday morning, I woke up uh, and I got right to work at like eight o'clock in the morning, and after a quick. I think there was a break in the afternoon to get something to eat and then do a quick run to Home Depot to pick something else up for another future project at the house. But then uh, right around three o'clock, I finished. I had 
the desk and my computer are all set up so I can play D&D with my, uh, my online friends at, uh, at 4 o'clock. And then I finished loading everything in and, and was dusting place, you know, things off and starting to figure out where I'm going to put pictures up again. I, mean, I was working until midnight. But uh, my home office is now in much better condition. Which by the time you guys hear this uh, out there in Radioland, um, you'll have hopefully have seen Nerd World News. So you will have seen most of the effect of that at this point. I think I need to get a new bookcase, though. I, I want to get another tall bookcase to go next to the one that I have already. Because somebody bought me a lot of Legos lately and I need a place to put them. So, well, I was going to say you're going to have... I was going to say you're going to have to buy books. Well, there's that too. I mean, it's a twofold thing. It's 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 a success either way you look at it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yes, I am looking at, at this. It says the American Rescue Plan expands the definition of a dependent to anyone who meets the IRS def- definition of a dependent on your taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, child dependents must be under 19 or under 24 if that child is a student. So as of if they're going in regards to... Um, December of 2020, Tyler was a student mm-hmm. and he was a dependent on, I think he was claimed as a dependent on, even on our tax return this year because of, um, because it was last year's taxes. Well, so. while I have dependents, I, I technically, as far as paperwork is concerned, do not. Mm. I relinquished that. So or was asked to relinquish that so, or agreed to. I don't remember. I don't know. But I also warned him. I said, <laughs> I said, if you do qualify for that, if, if you are one of those 1400s, I said, that money, he, he goes, Whoa! I said, uh-uh. He goes, I'm like, that money is not your $1,400. I go, whose $1,400 is that? Nay, nay. He, he, no, he, no, Tyler's. He turned around and pointed back at me. And I'm like, and why would that be mom's? He goes, uh, Loans and books. I said exactly. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> no. Mom has to start paying back for the uh, the education she's earned. Yes. So, unfortunately, I want to say his uh, total loans for the four years end up being like fifteen thousand. That's not too bad, Ellie. No, it's not too bad. And I know just this past year, I spent twelve hundred on books. Mm-hmm. between his spring semester and his fall semester. And I am definitely in the wrong business in yeah. regards to uh, college Text- textbooks. Publishing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we've had this discussion way back in the 80s when I was in college. And then Tyler's like, oh, sell them back. I'm like, yeah, I'll get $5. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. And then what's going to turn around is they're going to turn around and, and resell those books for a hundred, you know, say the book was originally three fifty. Okay, mm-hmm. great. There's no reasonably, you know, there's no reason why it should have been that expensive, but okay. And then um, they'll, you'll, they'll buy it back for 50 and then sell it next year for 175. Yeah. Because it's now used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I never I'm understood like- college textbooks and why people actually, you know, suffered that willingly. Oh, nowadays with, Nowadays, you can rent them through like ebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're still three hundred. <laughs> uh, well, they're not necessarily that much, but I'm, mm-hmm. like I, I know us, like we need to sometimes have like a physical copy in our hands so we can go back and reference and look through and things like that. But mm-hmm. oh, no, I've got books in the one shelf and then books in the other shelf, and uh, 
Yeah. I know. It's a thing. It's it really is. It's frustrating. Oh, it is totally frustrating. Because the book company publishers know that they they Yeah. Well, that's it. They take advantage of supply and demand. Yeah, oh, economics one on one. It's it's yeah. basically it's it's sanctioned extortion. Oh, you know? tell you. But, how come this book is written by the teacher? Oh, yeah. a couple of those. I, yeah. I actually, I my my favorite professor when I was a junior and senior in college, I was at SUNY Brockport, and I was studying a lot of political science. That's how I got my minor. And and my favorite professor of all time, the the the, the greatest person who had my, an influence in my college career was this gentleman named uh, Dr. Ray Duncan. Just an absolutely fantastic human being, smart as all hell, great teaching style, just like absolutely my favorite person in my college experience. And um, so, of course, he he was kind of like a Jack Ryan, although, you know, he wasn't, unfortunately, and, and I apologize, Doc, but, you know, um, you, you were no Alec Baldwin, you know, <laughs> he was he was not Jack Ryan in, in terms of his appearance, but he was Jack Ryan and everything else. He actually wrote books for the CIA and everything. Um, so we made that joke on, on a regular basis. Um and uh, I think I th when somebody once said, "Oh yeah, you're you're like if Alec Baldwin was a was a six and a half or something like I don't remember exactly how it went, but anyway, um, most of the books we used were books that he wrote about Central American policy. And I remember towards the end of my senior year, we were in one of the leadership classes, and we were we were all having a great conversation. And, and he's like, "I want to trim down my curriculum a little bit. Of all of these books, which one would you get rid of?" I immediately just held up his. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody started laughing. He, he gave me he gave me a look, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, I like this one. Hang on a second, it's this one. It was another one of his." <laughs> and I, was, I went right down the inventory. I said, "Wait a minute, Doc. These are all your books. How the hell am I going to get out of this one without dying?" You know. <laughs> I, I think if books cost that much, they should at least be able to do magic like the ones in Diagon Alley. Holy crap! No kidding. They do magic. They make your money disappear. <laughs> you know. That's good. Yeah. They make your sanity disappear over the course of the semester while they're mm -hmm. at it. Uh, anyway. Well, according to Anne, she got her first dose of the COVID vaccine yesterday. Nice. She's not sure if her superpowers are fully charged yet. I, You know what? I um, I ask people all the time, if you go into a spontaneous regeneration cycle, I want video. You yeah. Know, well, um, <laughs> going back to, so Anne was having her vaccine yesterday. So uh -huh. I took Jess not knowing, because Jess would have either had to been dropped off at home or, or she would have had to wait in the car. Right. Um, and sure enough, Aunt, I thought Ann's appointment was at 4, but it was at 4.45. Okay. So I had Jess with me, and I subjected her to Millennium. Um, I'm sure she minded. Oh, no. She's just like, ooh. I, I don't know if they went back to Millennium after they left my house or not. Okay. But And then she helped me make chocolate chip cookies. So I asked. At Millennium? Yeah, I can make I can make them there. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, isn't it though? Well, that um, place even more now. Uh, so I asked Anne about four fifteen. Uh, how was she feeling? She goes, "I'm driving there right now" because she was going to the Hawkeye plant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." She goes, "My appointment's at four forty-five." Well, as soon as she got her shot, her arm went numb. Oh boy. And, really? and yeah, and well, she also has an allergy to shellfish, so she's got an EpiPen. So, and then when she got up to um, move to the chairs to wait, she kind of stumbled a little bit. Okay. They're like, oh, 
They're like, are you okay? They're like, are you dizzy? She goes, no, I'm just klutzy. <laughs> but they made her wait a half hour, not the normal 15 minutes. Well, it's better to and, be safe than sorry. You know? And yeah. And so they were, um, the doctors and the EMTs and stuff. So they were taking her blood pressure and they were taking, um, uh, checked and allegedly she had like a little bit of a fever but she said it was really hot in there. So, but, cause she normally runs really cold anyway. But I, I she's a cold woman. Yes. She's a cold hearted. Never <laughs> mind. I'm, I'm not finishing that. Anne, I love you. Oh, yeah, that's, oh that's, my that's, God. I think this thing about Anne is she probably would, would, uh, would finish that one for you. And yes. Her ass off the entire so, time. so in regards to, I had already said that we had gone and got our nails done yesterday. Things right. like that. So I'm sitting in the pedicure chair, still having my feet soaked, things like that. They hadn't started with me yet. Mm -hmm. um, and okay. Anne's, Anne's over having her nails done. And she had been talking to this woman next to her about whatever, things like that. She'd been talking about how her husband's a farmer, blah, 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 things like that. And okay. she she was had said something about what, I don't know how she what she had said, but I could hear it. And I'm like, I love you. And Anne turns around. She goes, I love you too. And <laughs> from across the, the thing. And the woman next to her, she goes, Oh, you and your wife are so cute. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Anne, Anne told me that while we were having lunch at Chipotle, Jess was sitting, was sitting in between us. Jess nearly spit out her burrito and drink because she never, because Jess was having her toes dried at that point. So she didn't okay. hear the interaction. Neither did I. Uh -huh. So we're hearing this for the first time. Jess nearly, like, we nearly wore Jess's food because awesome. she, I'm like, well, we are together most of the time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, are you okay with that? She goes, I suppose I'm like I don't know if anyone else would be okay with that. I'm like, eh, oh well, but yeah, it it was quite funny. She goes, I don't think she remembered that. I was just talking about my husband being a farmer. I'm like, I I don't know, I I don't know, but it, it was pretty funny. Your polyamory is becoming more acceptable. So you yeah, know. so we are looking at they're like there is something called Sister Wives. <clears throat> There's a TV show for it. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty funny. <clears throat> huh. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I, I choked on some water there for a second. I'm sorry. It's okay. Not your fault. I'm just naturally klutzy. <clears throat> this time it's not my fault. Nope. But nope. the Legos are my fault. I'm sorry. Yes, mostly. Yeah, well. You know what's going to happen is I'm going to pull out all my old ones and start just building random stuff. And... Yay. You know, it's going to happen. <clears throat> That's what oh. I need to teach Riker. I seriously need I need to inspire Riker to stop worrying about just sets. Yeah, well, he, he got two new sets yesterday. Uh, and, yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, they're they're now he has crossed over into the Lego City space. Thank Good. you very much, Christopher. You're, wel you're welcome. <laughs> he's like, I want, and of course he's take he wants like the biggest sets possible. I'm like, they don't fit anywhere anymore, and he's now like trying to shove things into like. Those bookshelves that I got, mm -hmm. the five one and the three one, they're now mm -hmm. all completely full again. Well, you need to get floating shelves and oh, just put them around the wall. Uh, well, he needs wide floating shelves, like <clears throat> well, yeah. like like two feet wide. Yeah. Okay, I'm still not seeing the problem. <laughs> so, 
yeah, he he's gone that way, and we had to rearrange and put. He's gone that way. I have a confession. My son, what's wrong with him? He's what is it, woman? He's a Lego addict. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, there are worse things. I mean, just think of this. This way, he won't have money for drugs. Yeah, no kidding. Well, <laughs> on Wednesday, I had come home. I had ran up to Billy's, got my laptop after work, <clears throat> ran home, quickly <clears throat> made um, some chocolate chip cookies and things like that because I was doing comic chicks with Ann. Mm-hmm. And I had promised Dan that I would make him chocolate chip cookies this week because um, he had to do a little extra editing from last week's podcast episode. <laughs> Somebody from, naughty. From, from high score. Uh-huh. Um, cause it was all the ones about video gaming and things like that. And well, if my, my dear listeners, if you could tell, I was silent from most of that podcast only because Dan had to mute my, uh, recording because you could hear my keyboard and my mouse clicks. You were going to town. You were like in raid mode. It was amazing. Yeah, I, w- I was playing world of Warcraft, which was a video game. It was very appropriate for the conversation that we were having at that point. <laughs> and I was, that that's my justification. That's but I was going to say. I, I apologized to Dan profusely about how much editing that he had to do. I said, I'll make you cookies. So um, I said, I'm sorry. I go, I really should have muted myself. Um, mm-hmm. But I just didn't think that anyone else could hear it. But We've been trying to mute you for years, woman. That's not going to happen. No, nope, it isn't. Um, so I said, I'm so sorry. So I had stopped by and uh, was chatting with him. We were talking about Legos and things like that. And he says, Zoe has a tendency to bat his Lego around off of his desk and things like that. Well, yeah. Gives him an opportunity to rebuild them. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and it's usually the little teeny tiny mini, mini figures. So like the size of my baby Yoda that, okay. that Riker lost that I had to, that I replaced uh-huh. that those are the ones that Zoe's knocking off. He goes, they're little. I'm like, yeah, they're very little. I said, I might crazy glue that to, the Mandalorian's hand and then stick him in the razor crest. So we'll never lose him again. I still think he's in with all the Minecraft Legos because, because he's only a maybe about a half inch big. If that, let me see. I'm getting my ruler. That's what cats do. They bat things around. Yeah. I really think I have found my desk rearranged on a couple of occasions. Thank you, Molly. Dice goblin. Dice so. Goblin. But, yeah. So, but. Oh. Okay, so you were, you said that you had some random musings that you wanted to talk about the geeky culture. I did. Let's take a quick break, because Amazon just apparently delivered something to my house, so I'm going to go pick that I up. I didn't sure order anything. No, it's, this is entirely my fault. Oh, so, we'll okay. take a quick break, and when we come back, we have random musings, and we have a whole discussion about uh, mainstream media and stuff like that. I suppose. We're back. Okay. Then we're coming back in three, two. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and all points in between. I hope everybody's having a good day so far. I mean, here's the thing about Rochester, New York, is we had that that brief cameo of spring a week or so ago where it went like 60, 70 degrees and it was so nice and so warm and everybody's like, oh, we survived winter. And then the very next, like two days later, boom, 20. 14, 13, mm-hmm. 30, you know, the sun was Brr. out, but holy crap, it was cold. And, and those are the, those are the moments that make even veteran Rochesterians kind of go, what the hell lady. And, um, 
but now we're, 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 we're heading back into a more normal, uh, kind of a, kind of a stance here for, and, and the fifties and the sixties are starting to come back. And I guess we're supposed to hit seventies towards the end of the week. So, mm-hmm. so we can safely say spring has kind of arrived here in, in upstate New York for the most part. I mean, there's going to be some rough patches along the way, but you know, Ooh, right now it's 25 degrees. Yeah, it's titty, but the sun's out, so it's, it makes up for it, you know? Yes, Monday, 68, Tuesday, 66, Wednesday, 68, <clears throat> Thursday, 70, Friday, 61, Saturday, 48. Yeah. See, so <laughs> it, it's like watching a, uh, it's watching an airplane skipping, you know? It's, it, it's like, it's it's trying to land, it's really trying to, but it, or, or it can't get off the ground, it's it's trying to get up in the air, it's not doing it, but it, you know it's going to. <laughs> It's kind of what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Did I say it's 45 right now? 45? Yeah. Heat wave. A high of 63 today. That's nice. I'm going to go for a walk once we're done here. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I'm DMing for the kids from 12 to 4. And then after that, I'm going to leash uh, Her Majesty the Four Pod one up. And we're going to go for a walk over to Nana's house. There you go. Yeah. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. Yeah. So my body's really sore, but I got ibuprofen 800s because of my teeth. So <laughs> yay. Yeah. I am comfy right now. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. So let's, let's have a geeky talk. We, we did finances already and we talked real life for a little bit. So that's a thing. Um, but let's, let's have a quick chat about, um, I don't know if we've done it this I think we may have mentioned this in a podcast before. But it's it's kind of wild to me that in the past I'd say ten years, maybe a little bit more, but I'm thinking ten really in the is is the set one. Um how geek culture has really not so much become part of the mainstream, but has become the mainstream. You know, like it's 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 talked about and it's theorized and it's it's followed with almost the same intensity as normal primetime television is. And you, you, you think of action movies, you think of comic book heroes. You don't think of, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and, and Bruce Willis movies as much anymore. I mean, they still make those kind of movies, right? Um, but when somebody hears a new action movie is coming out, the first question I, I have heard other people talking about is, which comic book is it based on? Mm-hmm. You know, and and then of course D and D has exploded onto the. It, it's become one of the most popular family games of. I, I, I'm like it's on somebody's I, Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I can't remember. Somebody had D and D as one of their top selling family games, and I'm like, oh my god, talk about. Never first thought time. about that was a family game, but yeah, forty <clears> years <throat> ago, I mean, you know, the, the the Satanic Panic was in full throttle, and the the moral majority was trying to uh, basically lay the groundwork of cancel culture. Excuse me for saying it like that. Um, you know, but here we are several years later and, uh, not only is it, uh, it's not only surviving, it's thriving. It's, it's, you know, it's talked about in circles. Like it's not just for nerds anymore. Other people are talking about it. As a matter of fact, I heard an anecdote, um, where there is a company in Seattle and I can't remember who it was because it was a friend of mine who works in Seattle, lives in Seattle. She was telling me about it. Uh, that uses D&D as a team-building exercise in the corporate office. And I'm like, okay, that's... <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's really... That's something that's happening right now. So, 
is it high time? Is it too late? Is it, is it, uh, you know, it's, not it's, enough? I don't know. I, I think that you mentioned the last 10 years and that might be right, but it's hard. I think sometimes it's hard for us to see the forest for the trees because, you know, the Star Trek movies and the uh, Tim Burton Batman movies, those uh -huh. were big hits, yeah. but they didn't reach the mass audience or, you know, like mainstream right. the way, like nowadays, the Marvel movies. And I'm trying to think, when did sort of our geek culture, which was huge, mm -hmm. become more popular among the normies, among the muggles? <laughs> and, they, and I use muggles because Harry Potter may have been a bit, he may sort have been of the, the touchstone for that. Yeah, a big contributing factor would, would definitely be the Harry Potter franchise. They um, got kids who never read to read. Yeah. And then you have a whole generation that was raised on Harry Potter, essentially. Yeah. You know, and I think the fact, you know, um, before 2000, I mean, you still had, towards the end of the 90s, you had the first two X-Men movie, which movies, which were amazing. You know, X-Men 3, we can go ahead and tear apart all we see fit. But, yeah. but X-Men and X-Men 2, the, you know, were, were really good. But um, I still think those were aimed towards people like us. Yes. And, like, they didn't, like... Our our friend our like normie friends would be who are the X Men, mm -hmm. right? You know who's Professor X and Wolverine. And well, the, the reason I brought them up was until those particular movies, a comic book movie had a certain expectation. A comic book movie was basically a B movie. You knew right off the bat, even if it was the best comic book movie ever, it was going to be a B movie. The effects were going to be weird. The costuming was going to be weird. The characterization was probably going to be off, most likely because Yui Bull got his hands on it and it was a really shitty script, you know, mm -hmm. because Yui Bull sucks as a director. And I'm going to, I'm going to die on that hill and I don't care. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you would have these movies that were, they were made for the niche market. They were made for a select group of people. They were also made with a certain throwaway, right? Um, but then you get the X-Men movies and, and that starts getting people's attention. I think the big turnaround was right at 2000 when you get Lord of the Rings and you get Harry Potter. Okay. Because we'd already talked about Harry Potter a moment ago, but I also think Lord of the Rings, because of the texture of the movies themselves, the depth, the detail, the production value, the star power, you know, the quality of of the the acting, the directing, the VX, the you know, the sheer epic quality of this beloved franchise that and, and I have always felt that the Lord of the Rings had a very kind of Woodstock-esque vibe. And I, I, I say that because you know, fifty thousand people were at Woodstock, five hundred thousand people say they were at Woodstock. You know, so uh, in using the same terminology, millions of people have quote unquote read Lord of the Rings. They have been exposed to the material. They have probably read chapters of it. They've probably watched cartoons or heard people talk about it. You probably have some gamers who have, have adventured in it, who know friends who've read the whole thing, you know, but have they really truly read all of the Lord of the Rings, all of the Hobbit, the Silmarillion, you know, all of those collective works. Um, very few people can probably actually say they do. Why is that? Because J.R.R. Tolkien was a genius but he was also a verbose genius. I mean, his, his books are, they're heavy. You know, you really got to want it. You got to get through it. You got to be patient because there are times he takes four pages to talk about a hill with a tree, 
you know, it's, and that's an exaggeration, but it's true. Um, you know, so I'm wondering if those were like the turning points where nerd culture started merging lanes onto the throughway of mainstream at this point. Now there might be other instances and I'm willing to talk about those at the moment, but I'm just, I'm going to throw that out there right now and say, Hey, these here's, here's this initial thought. What do you guys think? I mean, the, the first Batman movie mm-hmm. in 89, I mm-hmm. think that was huge. That was marketed everywhere, but the sequels didn't continue that. I mean, we, we liked them yeah. or enjoyed, but they didn't get the same amount of attention. Right. As the first one did with Jack Nicholson and, you know, where you just couldn't walk into a store without seeing Batman stuff everywhere, mm-hmm. which, no, I personally enjoyed. But <laughs> I, I, I like you said, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, um, I, maybe even as far as Heath Ledger winning the Oscar for playing the Joker. Yeah. And what really sort of made. Okay, now this is legit. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, the the Star Wars the prequel movies were coming out around the turn of the century, if I remember correctly. Were they? Yeah. They? yeah. You know, so that was that <clears throat> late nineties. I think was the first one. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine. I think Tiny's probably uh-huh. already looking it up for me at this point. If I know her, so, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that's a yes. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just I'm wondering what the factors were and then you know it's it's one thing to get the attention but the culture seems to have managed to hold on to the attention as well which i think is spectacular for starters do you think the internet actually becoming mainstream yeah i think that probably had a lot to do with it phantom menace was 99 99 okay i remember sitting in the in the um the theater waiting for phantom menace to start you know, thinking to myself, I was I was dead convinced that I was never going to hear that John Williams theme on the big screen ever again. And then here it is at full throttle. It was intense. It was amazing. It was it was thrilling on so many different levels. And, you know, but it, for me, it was because there was nostalgia factor. It was interesting to see how many new people it brought to the table along the way. I, I remember seeing it in the theater in June. It was, had been out for a couple of weeks, uh-huh. but uh, we had dropped Tyler off to uh, grandma and grandpa's mm-hmm. um, when Randy's dad and stepmom were living in Greece in June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We went for our two year anniversary and Tyler was six months old. And we dropped him off, went to Tinseltown or whatever, and then came back and picked him up. So, and how, so he's what, 22 now? Yeah. So that so, puts that in perspective. <laughs> it yeah, whole, it was 22 it was years ago. Tyler ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole Tyler ago. So, uh, actually, yeah. that, that may have been the key <laughs> now that I think about it. The, the people that were kids when the first Star Wars came out grew up. Mm hmm. And brought all that stuff with them. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so valid. it's like the internet. It's the Star Wars people growing up. It's, it, oh, it, and it's gotten to the point. I, I want, have you guys watched the uh, Justice League uh, Zack Snyder cut yet? I haven't I had the time to invest in it yet. No, Randy did. Randy watched it. 
I think between Friday night and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a I, lot of mixed reviews about it so far, and it was interesting I, to hear some people's take on it, but I have not watched it yet. I know people who love it, and mm-hmm. I know people who hate it, and plenty of people in between. Yeah. And I'm wondering, when do I want to sit down for four hours and watch this? And then it occurs to me, 20 years ago, you couldn't have gotten me away from doing that over and over again. Right. Is there too much stuff now to the point where we become jaded and just don't have time for not, not even necessarily jaded, but there's so many TV shows and movies and books. And I, you can't get to everything that you want to get to. I think that's a fair observation. I know I've hazarded that, that question on a couple of occasions. I've posed that question of, are we in a state of saturation at this point? But if we stop and take a look at everything else, for people who are into crime procedurals, there are just an absolute shit ton out there of, of you know, NCIS, CIS, CSI, mm-hmm. um, you know, start going down the list of, of crime, crime shows out there. And so that culture has got to be in saturation, but people find what they love and they go with it, yeah. you know, and it can go from something intense all the way to, you know, murder, she wrote and dear God, stay away from Angela Lansbury. You're going to die. Um, you know, or George R. R. Martin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, 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 um, you know, in, in other things, I mean, you have the folks who are into the indie stuff and there's a ton of independent yeah. stuff. There's masterpiece theater. There's a ton of British out there. It's, it's, I, I think what it is, is, is a balancing act. We may feel that it's saturated and maybe too much at this point because we're so used to the dearth of it. We're so used to not yeah. having everything that we could possibly want to have access to. I mean, Right now, if you look back at the Marvel catalog, the MCU catalog, and you're like, oh, I want to do a Marvel marathon, you know, five years ago, that was okay. You could do that in a day. <laughs> I, I, I literally went to a theater to, when the first Avengers came out. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was Titseltown or one of the other theaters. They had a Marvel ma- marathon where they showed all of the Marvel movies up to that point. Yeah. And it, it took a day. Yeah, leading up into you no know, the first showing of the Avengers. Nowadays, and Susan that's a and I went entirely. Yeah, and Susan and I went. We had a great time, but it was what six movies at that point, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and it took a day. Now I'm thinking, I still need to watch WandaVision. Yes. And then I want to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. But first, oh, I should go back and like start at Age of Ultron mm-hmm. because. You know, that's when Vision and, and Wanda meet. Yeah. Oh, but really, I should. Wow, Winter Soldier such a good movie. I should really start <laughs> there. I really want to watch Winter Soldier again. I know. Oh, I'm but, trying to figure out what, what I could possibly watch this afternoon. if I, As long as I'm not sitting at my uh, computer playing World of Warcraft, what, what could I do? Like, and then I'm like, oh, but Justice League was my favorite comic book ever. I used to subscribe to Justice League. It was my first comic. I got to watch Justice League. Uh-huh. Oh, but I already saw the two-hour version. But this is two and a half hours more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's I more. I, well, I, I fight with myself more. about this stuff to the point where, oh crap, I'm going to watch The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much to to pick from, and and just saturation with everything. It's like, how do you pick? And yeah. it's like, whatever your. Uh, just your mood is at that point. What, what's your, your gut reaction, your emotional state, 
that type of thing. So right. yeah. like we can't keep you away from the documentaries. It's gotten to the point where you see that my Netflix is recommending documentaries for me. Exactly. We're uh, sorry. Yeah. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not no. even a little bit. Not I even wanna, a little. I want to watch that documentary about the block about the blockbuster chain. Oh, the last blockbuster. Yeah, the last block. The last blockbuster. Which goes through the history of Blockbuster, and then there's still one store somewhere in a little town that rents out videotapes and DVDs to people. That's amazing. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) And tweets. It doesn't have like its own Twitter account, and it makes these like off off color, very very funny, humorous, you know, but sad tweets at the same time. Like, hey, we're still here. I don't know. Oh, speaking of uh, geekiness, uh, James McAvoy was on the Great British Bake Off show. Oh, yeah? Well, that's cool. He came, he baked, he dished out rum. Here's how legendary actor James McAvoy got on in the Bake Off tent. Laura just posted that to her uh, um, Facebook um, page. So, yeah, I'm just distracted. You guys couldn't hear the screaming through the headset, could you? No, no. Okay, because I think somebody's aggravating somebody else upstairs oh, in a, in a in a good joking way, but I just heard <laughs> whatever from well, okay, Riker that I think he was trying to get away from the uh, daddy. So, but I don't know. Ah. But back to the the question of is, yeah, I, I guess, you know, we were so used to not having it. Now, we were lucky when the Star Trek movie would come out or a Star Wars movie would come out. Mm-hmm. And now that there's whole channels just devoted to the stuff we like, to the stuff we love. Yeah. It's, it becomes harder almost. Yeah. I remember you had to wait a, a, a week for the next episode. Huh. Yeah. That too. They're that doing painful. it. It is painful, and it's painful again. Uh-huh. But it gives you that anticipation. We're like, oh, where are they going to go next with this? But then, yeah. with, with the joy of the internet, you get all the like uh, hype, and then all the backlash. And like, I'm just looking now that people are are furious over what they did at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and so not to do any spoilers, but like. As Chris said, haven't yeah, anyone read the comics? So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. didn't you read the comics? But well, that you know what I think Marvel has done a very good job of. You don't have to read the comics to understand the TV show because you've got the you've got the two layers where you have the folks who have read the comics, lived the comics, breathed the comics, debated them for for years, and they're the ones that are going, okay, we like it, but there's this detail we're going to nitpick and there's this detail. And what about this? And what about this? You know, and, th- and that's going to keep them busy for all of the days in between every episode. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to keep them busy for months after the, this season one of, of the, that particular show has aired. Um, and then you have the folks who have heard of the comics, have seen the characters develop in terms of the movies, you know, and then they, they're going to be into it and they're not going to understand, stand but they're going to have their own concerns like wait a minute i don't understand why this is happening what's going on here or or what's this all about is this a, is this something we need to be concerned with you know 
but armchair quarterbacking is is almost like uh, it's a, it's part of the spectator sport of it. I mean, and, and nerds are never happy. Of course not. Oh, you can't just, make yeah. you can't make all the nerds happy at once. Say say two words: Star Wars, and then say <laughs> that. <laughs> Stay, say five words: Star Wars or Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit back forever. Uh huh. They're like, you can't like them both. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I've always asked that question. It's like, wait a minute. I, I, I have to pick. I, why do I have to pick? You know. See, even, and, even and George Takei's been uh, been an advocate of like. So like them both. What are you doing here? <laughs> and you can even prefer one over the other. That's what I've always said is that, you know, people can like both Marvel and DC. You mm-hmm. know, you can prefer one over the other, but you don't have to bash the other one. Right. And that's an important thing. I mean, we're, 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 we're in a mindset where we just, <laughs> we need civil war in our lives. Apparently we're so used to having it in every other aspect of our lives these days that either arguments cannot just be debate or discussion or friendly disagreement. It's got to be like freaking civil war. Oh, well, you know, the nerds are at it again. Why? No, they're not. What the hell? Stop that. Well, we'll definitely have to have uh, a civil war in regards to the picture I had posted to monkey business a couple, a couple days ago. It says one team is trying to protect you. The other three teams are trying to kill you. Oh, geez. Let's make that our question of the week today. Okay. Okay. Did you see that one, Billy? Let me, I'll look it up right now. It's, yeah. it's the picture with all the different um, superheroes. And that's, okay. is that, which board is that on? It's on monkey business. The, the okay. chat board or our, our messenger messenger. Okay. Hold on. messenger. okay. I'll send it again. Okay. That would help me immensely because I lose my place on things. Yeah. So. Because I, I said future podcast discussion. You're like, that could be fun. Um, and then a little while oh, yeah. later, I, sent the documentary type thing or whatever. The and documentaries then, that are being recommended. Yeah. To you based, and then Billy says, are you sure you don't want, we don't yeah. want to talk about this. I promise Tanya, you'll love it. And it's the last blockbuster with Kevin Smith. I'm like, <laughs> oh no. I'm trying to expand it, but I can't, I can't, I can see the colors, but I can't really see the people in the, okay. in the picture. Do we want to take a break and so we can tell on it, which team? Yeah, let's do that. And then when we come back, we'll have our question of the week, which apparently has already been selected. So that's awesome. That makes things easier. So we'll be right back. are back ladies and gentlemen and now i am ready to debate because it is time for a discussion so, i don't know where that came from i don't know is it uh russia uh in soviet russia Na- natasha <laughs> and uh boris Moose, and natasha and, uh, yeah. Moose must kill moose and squirrel <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Russian parts, American parts, all made in all Taiwan. Made in Taiwan. <laughs> we brought that up last night in regards to Metamorphosis Alpha. <laughs> you have to. You've got to. It's classic. Oh, yeah. It's very classic. Okay. All right. So the question stands. We, we saw the internet meme. There are four teams, green, red, black, and blue. And so it's pick one team to defend you. The rest are going to try and kill you. So it's one of those those silly memes. you got to basically pick the pros and the cons of which, which one. Now, Team Green is is Hulk, Green Arrow, Martian Manhunter, and Green Lantern. 
Okay, that's a pretty potent team right there. <laughs> team Red is Spider-Man, The Flash, Iron Man, and Scarlet Witch. Again, very potent. Okay, cool balance there. Uh, in Blue Team, you have Killer Frost, Captain America, uh, Superman, and who's the... Supergirl. Superman, Supergirl, okay. Oh, and, and Thor. Thor. And Thor. Thor qualifies as blue these days. Okay, cool. Well, because of lightning. Lightning, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's Team Black, which is Batman, uh, Black Panther, Black Canary, and, and who's the fourth one? Black Widow. Black Widow. Okay, so you don't really have a God level in black is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing like a God level person in red, green, and blue, but I'm not seeing one in black. So black is automatically for me. I'm just going to set that one aside. Great team. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely uh, for, for infiltration, infiltration in stealth mode, go black because that's, that's a powerful team right there. Before we move on uh -huh. and black widow square, there's a little circle with. Oh, that's the, that's the, um, uh, TikTok user's profile picture. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, because okay. it, it his profile picture is Thanos. Okay. Okay. Then, then I don't want him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we get to have Thanos, then. <laughs> yeah, Thanos. Thanos opens up a world of interesting conversation mm -hmm. at that point. He, sna he snaps his fingers, and half the teams go away. Yeah. I have an army. <laughs> but he doesn't count. Okay. We have a Hulk. We have a whole. Um, so, Tanya, who is who is your pick? Um, when I was debating this with my student in the classroom during study hall, uh -huh. he was Team Black all the way. Okay, he's like, really? and he just said Batman. Well, that's I'm, the thing. Batman I, is just like is... Batman. I'm just like, but but Batman has gadgets and tech. He's a billionaire. I'm like, but I'm like, I'm like, okay. I go. You can't, I'm like, he wouldn't be able to take down Scarlet Witch for that long of a time. She'd figure no. her way out of it. So I was Team Red during that discussion with my student. Definitely Team Red. Okay. And I'm like, there, there's definitely the billionaire with the tech with, with Tony Stark and Iron Man. But with the Flash and Scarlet Witch, th they could take, take down Team Black. Now, however, between Batman, Black Widow, Black Canary... And Black Panther, they might be able to neutralize Team Red for a short time, uh -huh. but Tony would probably say, "Oh, four hundred percent, interesting." How about that? <laughs> How about that? So the, the, I'm I was Team Red all the way, and it, I mean I can be swayed, but my first instinct was Team Red. Okay, Billy, I was going to go Team Blue. Okay, because Superman and Supergirl. I, I I don't even know how, I don't know how people don't pick pick Team Blue with, with Superman and Supergirl and you Thor know? and Thor Thor is their magic component because mm -hmm. Superman and Supergirl to be fair are vulnerable to magic but I think Thor can offset uh, the magic component of the other teams. Okay, uh, Captain America is. That team's version of Batman, of Green Arrow. No, the they human. Mm -hmm. Except Captain America has the super soldier serum. Mm -hmm. So okay. he's got extra power, no, extra strength. Extra and, strength, yeah. And uh, speed, that type of thing. Uh, so I, I'm going Team Blue. Okay. All right. I'm going to 
start my answer by referring to an interview with none other than the man behind the MCU, Kevin Feige. Okay. And this was right around, this is right after Endgame. So it's, it's basically encompasses all of the current Marvel movies, except for like the, the last, you know, like Spider-Man and, and, and anything else out since then. And he was pointedly asked, could so-and-so be strong enough to do this thing? And, and he, he admitted right out plainly without even thinking about it, that there was a particular character that if given an opportunity, given enough time and opportunity was going to take out Thanos. And at the time in that battle, Thanos had two of the stones. Okay. And that was Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch could take on Thanos. She held him at bay with five of the six stones and had enough power left over to kill vision in infinity uh-huh. war. Okay. So, I'm thinking it, basically what they're doing is establishing Scarlet Witch as the most powerful entity in the MCU at this time with props to Captain Marvel and, and Photon coming up because of, because of WandaVision. There's a spoiler for you, Billy. I, sorry. No, um, sorry. You know, but there's, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of super powered beings. They're going to have the whole movie about the Eternals coming up. And I think that's badass. I can't wait to see that in action. Um, but right now they've established that Scarlet Witch is the, she is it. She is the top of the, the food chain right now as it speaks in the MCU. With that being said, I think Team Red's got a, got a lot of power behind it. Mainly you got you got Iron Man. Okay, so there's your billionaire human gadget man. So there's your Batman from Team Black. Flash can play with time when he feels like it. Okay, and then and then who's left? Spider Man. Come on, Spider Man. Who's this? He's he's five foot eight, one hundred and fifteen pounds, and can bench press a mountain. <laughs> you know he can take a skyscraper and hold it in place for long enough to basically get everybody out and he did steal cap shield in civil war he did steal cap shield uh teenager steals from old man film at 11 um so my vote is team red and it's 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 a tough thing because each team is badass i mean you have green lantern uh, and it, it, green lantern's power is basically limited by his imagination you have Hulk, who gets stronger the more pissed off he gets. So if you keep beating on him, he's going to get angrier. He's going to get stronger. You know, Martian Manhunter is 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 basically a walking Swiss Army knife. You know, toe to toe with Vision. I, you know, Martian Manhunter could go toe to toe with Vision and, and get there. Um, and then Green Arrow is is your your billionaire gadget guy. So mm-hmm. you know, every team has that. Um, you know. And I feel weird throwing shade at Thor and Superman and Cap because these guys are awesome. And Killer Frost, when she's off the chain, is dangerous as hell. And <clears throat> there's not a person on Team Black that I would turn down. I mean, Black Canary, I mean, she se- may seem like the B-lister, but she's got a lot of p- potential to her. You know, so those are all great, great teams, but I'm sticking with Red. Okay. Red, no, Red. that's, I think that's a great choice. All right. So. Although now I'm I'm sort of edging towards green because <laughs> Martian Manhunter has all of Superman's powers. And like it really said, does. No, yeah. the Hulk and, and uh, Green Lantern are both formidable, and uh-huh. Green Arrow is like you said, their money guy yep. with a specialized skill. He's yep. DC's Hawkeye. Yeah, he is. He really is. But you know, Hawkeye doesn't have that much money. No, he's got a farm though. He's got a farm. I mean, geez, I'm jealous of the farm. I love Hawkeye. 
I know you do. You always have. I had to mute myself for a couple minutes because I couldn't figure out what the hell that sound was. And I think my family's vacuuming upstairs. Oh, I wasn't hearing anything. Oh, it was like this vibration sound like on our wood floor. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so it's I think they're vacuuming it. Nene's room right now. I so, see. That would do it. She's right over your head. Right above me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, so I'm like, I don't know what that was. I'm like, quickly mute, quickly mute. <laughs> yeah. You become so you become so sensitive to it. Like, no, 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 I don't want to be the distraction again. <laughs> and I know I can be a distraction. So uh, I just didn't want to do that. What a lovely distraction. Oh, yeah, thank no, you. So much. It depends on the day. So yeah, well, that's true too. Anyway. Hey. Um, <laughs> you were supposed to agree with me. Chris gets his ass kicked. Film at 11. <laughs> Only if he bends down a little bit. I can't reach that high. Oh, no. You can reach just fine. Thank yeah. you very much. Anyway. So any last licks? Any last thoughts? Is there Are there heroes that were not accounted for in any of these teams that we would love to have seen in action? Uh, you know, like, so like maybe a, a Team Brown. Well, you can add Speedy to Team Red. Okay. Or Red Hood or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, green Arrow sister. Or, yeah. Um, let's see. And here's another one. Would you put Hawkeye in Team Black or Team Purple? Ooh, let's see. A Team Purple. Well, then would you put Hulk in half green, half purple? No, Hulk is green. Because <laughs> aren't his pants purple? Usually in the cartoon. I mean, usually, yeah, that, and that's great because I remember in the first Avengers movie, they, they gave a nod to that by putting him in a purple shirt. You know, so I thought that was kind of cool. And, and just to just to quickly go back to our, our long conversation, now that I think about it, back in the old days, things were so rough for nerds that the Incredible Hulk TV show with Lou Ferrigno is the best thing we had to look forward to. Uh -huh. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah. where would you put Wonder Woman? Red? Um, probably Team or Red. Or maybe Team Gold. Yeah. So do we have to create a new team? Yeah. Well, that you know, like I say, yeah, for, for Hawkeye, because his predominant comic book color is purple. Maybe there should be a rainbow coalition for all the colors. That, <laughs> oh, the ones that you have too many yeah. colors that you don't yeah. have a predominant color? No, yeah. you put there Hawkeye, you Wonder Woman. It'd be like the random, the rainbow team. Oh, see, Winter Soldier could go in there with his metallic arm. Well, you know, he's predominantly always been wearing black. So you'll be a team. They don't need any more help. So, Billy, you're going to like WandaVision. I think you're also, you're really going to enjoy Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's what I'm, and I think what after Falcon and Winter Soldier is a two week break, then Loki is out. Right? Yep. Oh, boy. And that's, yeah, people are talking about that one all over the place because so, there's a high level of anticipation for that one. So Loki's, what, June, like, 11th or something? I think, yeah, June 11th. But guess what comes out on May 7th? I don't know. Supposedly Black Widow. Black Widow. Oh, boy. It's gonna we'll be see if that happens. It's going to be interesting to see how that they pull that one off. I just keep hoping they put it on Disney on Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. Although they probably they've been really resistant to that. Otherwise, they would have done it by now. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that they're probably hopeful that a good portion of the population will have had their vaccines by then, or at least one dose. I know that's what we're counting on. 
yeah. You, you, you won't have your first dose yet unless you get a cancellation, but right by that time. But the majority, that, the, the, there's supposed to be like five Marvel movies out within a year now because yeah. of the pandemic. Like the Eternals, uh, Zhang Chi. Um, oh, yeah, and the, the whole Ten Rings. Yeah, do you think are they actually gonna like are they gonna do a proper mand- uh, Mandarin finally? Do you think? I don't know, you know. I don't know. That's the one thing I kind of. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I rewatched Iron Man three recently, and it was a good movie, but the Mandarin reveal was disappointing. Uh huh. Anyway, all right. So I suppose that's enough fun for today. Yeah, we got to go out into the sunshine. Mm-hmm. We do. It's true. While we still have it, because you never know when it's going to go away. All right, so um, this is the point in the show where I go, hey, Dan. And he's going to say, hey, Chris. Hey, I'm gonna say, you know, wouldn't it be great, though, if he actually, like, added his name in? He edits himself in. So I'm just going to go really quietly to give him an opportunity to do that. Hint, hint, Dan. Um, so <laughs> so I'll be quiet. Okay. So, so hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hey, 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 Dan. Hey, Chris. Hit it. Because this has been MMC's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you September 25th and 26th of 2021 at the Total Sports Experience in Gates. Like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, like us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go, and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week, have a safe week, and we will talk to you again next week. Dun, dun.